Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Cleveland CEOs You Should Know. Healthcare. Yes, I know. Healthcare, but let's talk about it from a couple of different angles. Provider, physician, insurance, patient, specialties, and a different way of thinking about providing the information that we all need. Well, let's talk about Northern Ohio Medical Specialists. Uh-oh, maybe I've already misled you. Well, Joshua, let's straighten it out. First of all, nice to meet you, Thank and you. welcome. Thanks, Bill, for having uh, me. You are the... Uh, CEO, but but I want to mention with, with Joshua Frederick, you're also your your past is CPA work, mm-hmm. inactive now, which means I can't ask any tax questions, right? Correct. Okay, give me some background first before we get into the story. Yeah. So. so so I am a CPA inactive, like you mentioned. Um, so I I did start my career as a CPA in in public accounting world, and and um, and frankly, I just fired my last two CPA my tax clients. It's getting too complicated, and I've been too far away from it. So now I'm. Full time and and focused uh, 100% on Gnomes Healthcare. I've been uh, in this with Gnomes Healthcare since day one. Behind the scenes as a CPA, but for the last 13 years in different roles, and the last five years as a CEO. CPA CPA background. Did you find yourself working with with physicians or, or in this area? Yes, I, I started. I went uh, my undergrad at Kent State and uh, graduate at um, Masters in Tax. So I'm a tax master and from University of Akron and and worked in the CPA world for uh, down in the Akron area for about seven or eight years, um, and and the firm I was at just happened to be very strong healthcare. So the brain drain didn't take you from us? No, no. I Yep. It stayed. Uh, Gnomes was a, a, a great client of ours and decided to, to come on full-time. Uh, I, I said earlier, uh, Northern Ohio Medical Specialist, which, which is Gnomes. Maybe you have seen or heard Gnomes, so let's just kind of reset it. Gnomes does stand for? It's Northern Ohio Medical Specialist. Which means what? Uh, just, uh, just we we are focused. We're literally from Toledo to east side of the state, um, about thirty miles, you know, south of the lake. So so that's been our niche. Now we did just jump into Pennsylvania and, and starting to creep a little south and, and and further west and southwest. But but that's our for our major footprint. Every company has a business model. Talk to me about your sum first of all. Yeah, so we're uh, physician owned, so different than uh, you know large systems. Um, we are outpatient based, and we're owned by physicians. So we are we are a, uh, a partnership in, in versus a nonprofit uh, health mm-hmm. system with inpatient, um, you know, beds and, mm-hmm. and other inpatient facilities. Um, so we're basically one large private practice that's owned by the physicians, um, and we are led by physicians, again, very different than most organizations. I, I'm the CPA, I'm the CEO, but I do report to my physician owners and my physician board of directors. So um, they let me do the spreadsheets, run the day-to-day operations. I let them practice medicine. I don't like blood, and and it's a good combination. And, and again, very different than uh, physicians answering to administration. It's a it's administration making sure that physicians' private practice is sustainable. This is me, not you. The dirty little secret is at the end of the day, healthcare is a business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can drive by hospitals. They can have wonderful mm-hmm. stories and they have wonderful charitable operations. But get, at the end of the day, the numbers mm-hmm. have to work for sustainable, good quality mm-hmm. healthcare, right? Correct. Yes. Whether you're not in profit or, or a for-profit or a nursing home or privately held or 
or now there's public health care systems. It is at the end of the day, you have to keep, you have to pay the bills. You have to um, be advanced. We're in a very advanced market, um, you know, cutting edge, and you got to have market advantage and, and different competitive advantages to uh, differentiate yourself from from the market. So it is very much so a business. Twenty percent of GDP. Everybody, well, everybody seems to have an opinion about the cost of healthcare. As I told you mm-hmm. off the air, some I don't really come to this with with, the, with saying, hey, we have a problem with with overall cost. Maybe mm-hmm. we have a problem at times looking at parts of the outcome. When when you look at what a test costs versus what was needed, my my mom's gone through some stuff at Mayo Clinic. Everybody's got a story mm-hmm. of what they think should or shouldn't have happened. You kind of work with physicians and and help track that, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so that's one. Um, we're whether left or right or moderate, it doesn't matter. Uh, politics really doesn't matter to us. Many of the things we're doing is very ninety-two percent bipartisan supported, and and no one thinks healthcare is efficient in the current state, and it needs improvement. And um, it, all the acronyms, all the programs that we are participating in, um, are are drive those things. We want improve outcomes. We want to, you know, pricing transparency is a big buzzword right now, um, and and, and Frankly, improves competition, brings down cost, and mm-hmm. and um and again the the outcomes at the end of the day that's it's patient centered. It has to be around the patient, and it has to be about the patient experience, and of course the outcomes. Um, and so all the acronyms, all the things that we participate in, very progressive group, um, does that just that. They let you know the again where I manage the business and and um, manage the IT department and our analyst, um, and some of our clinical analysts. They're always dissecting the data and, and helping patients get through all the all the you know, traffic cops, basically, we, we help the patients get to the right setting, appropriate setting at the right cost, that, you know, most cost effective. And of course, patient satisfaction, patient outcomes are very important. I think information is power in whatever you're doing in life. Having said that, I, I joke with my physician the last time I was in for my annual visit, I, I said, I, I thought I'd, I'd print a list of the medications I need to ask you about mm-hmm. from all the commercials I have seen, because mm-hmm. that's what, that's what they want. Yeah, I've got that and I need mm-hmm. that and, and, and that sort of thing too. You know, I'm joking about that, but at the end of the day, you're your own physician, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to take responsibility for your own health care, for what you need, and for cost, I think. Correct. And we have found that yes. out in this society. Yes, correct. Very, yeah, knowledge is sometimes could be too dangerous, you know, for the the patient. You know, there's so much data and information out there. Um, however, giving that knowledge also to the, the physicians and with the data, the results of the, you know, again, pricing, costing results, and um, outcome and Evidence, you know, obviously we focus on evidence-based results uh, from a clinician standpoint, um, but very much so patients are become, becoming consumers of medicine, and, and, and that's the way, um, right or wrong, it's just the fact that it is what it is. And, and within a consumer market, you have to make sure that you're producing the high-quality results um, and looking out for the patient's financials. You know, mm-hmm. we always say mental, physical, and, and financial well-being of our patients. Uh, Joshua, when it comes to... Um um, 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 product and and two customers, if you will, just to set this for a minute. You, you've got the patient, and you've got physicians a, as you're growing. So so talk to me first about back to what you offer a physician when it comes to growth and why it seems to you are growing at the pace you are growing mm-hmm. because physicians seem to like this model. Talk mm-hmm. about that first. Yeah, so we're being a business, being managing the business side of healthcare, which is very very complicated. Um, physicians go to school to become physicians and, and treat patients and take care of patients and, and practice medicine. And and so we, our structure is we take as much of the business out of the physician's day-to-day lives, we try to take as much of the bureaucracy, much of the layers out of the, you know, the pre-certs, the pre-authorizations, the referrals, the patients, you know, leaving, discharging out of the hospital. How can we plug them into our care management team? So mm-hmm. 
it's a big goal of ours that everybody in our organization, from literally my executive assistant to to our revenue cycle team, um, to of course the the physician assistants and the nurse practitioners, and of course the physicians, everyone needs to work at the top level of their license. And so we we are huge proponents of that. And and if everybody's working at the top level of their license, then that allows the physician to practice medicine and take care of the complex, what they've been trained to do. And so that's a big thing. And, and doing all that allows them to have more autonomy and control of their practice. And, and again, that's what we see is that what fixes healthcare is putting physicians back in charge um, of the patient relationship. Which kind of answers the second question, the patient. Right. When I go to your website and learn more, talk about the attributes for a patient that, that wants to be involved in what NOMS does. So all of our, our patients are, are risk scored. So we internally risk score our patients um, literally based on diagnoses. They're, you know, uh, different um, issues they may be, whether it's psychosocial or, or physical issues that they may be encountering, um, as well as, again, financial is a big part of this. As, as consumers of healthcare and high deductibles, we want to make sure that the patients are going to the right appropriate settings for the right outcomes at the cost-effective prices. And so as a patient, um, if you're a healthy patient, even if you're very healthy, we still want you to get in to see your doctor at least once a year, or your nurse practitioner or PA that's affiliated with a doctor once a year. Um, and if, if you're a higher risk score, a rising risk score, where that's where 80% of healthcare costs are, we wrap our care management team around those patients. And, and so if you have two or more chronic conditions or, or, um, or worse, or, or, or an episode, now we're jumping into specialty episodes, mm-hmm. um, such as total knees and total joints, you know, total hips. Um, as soon as you're a candidate for those, those episodes and or if you're a higher risk or rising risk patient, we, we, make, we wrap our care management team around you. And that care management team is made up of social workers and LPNs and nurse practitioners and RNs. And, and again, they're an extension of the physician office. So that as a patient, you're, you're catered. And you know, you're catered to for all, again, literally making sure that when you go to the ED, why did you go? And, and, and are you taking your medications? Um, you know, literally day, weekly, daily sometimes um, for our higher risk patients that were, our care management teams wrapped around that patient and reporting back, it's all in the same chart, reporting back to the physician. Are you reaching out to a patient for your service? In other words, am I am I contracting with you? What What is the relationship? Are you working through a company? What? Um, no, we, we have our internal care management team of about 50 team members, again, made up of social workers and RNs and, and LPNs and MAs and now analytic team from our IT team. Um, that's always constantly analyzing data and providing that data to the patients. We, we do not outreach our, our doctors being autonomous. They Most of them are very established practices and and, and very full practices, it, it's up to them if they want to market or not market. Um, but it's it's patient choice. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, everything is patient choice. Um, and some pa- practices are closed because they are so full, and some practices are growing and, and or have open-door policy. But um, but it's up to the patient to you know come to us. We don't actively pursue patients. Hey, one other area of health care, uh, before we wrap up, uh, we are an aging society. You already mentioned replacement knees, joints. We're doing a lot of that stuff. It seems like younger and younger. But I want to go into some long-term care questions because that, you know, on one hand, you know, we've got stories about the college debt bubble, if you will, the debt that's so. I think long-term care could be a bubble eventually Mm -hmm. because it is costly and what families do it towards the end. Talk about that Mm -hmm. some. Are you involved in that part? Yeah. So we we find preferred, we have privileges at 24 different hospitals. So between the largest systems and our community hospitals, we have privileges or co-management agreements or relationships there. And, and we rate the hospitals and we, we know where the best services are, the, the most cost appropriate services are, and, and we help our physicians do that for our hospital inpatient care. We also do that for long-term care, you know, acute care facilities, 
SNFs, you know, skirt nursing facilities, um, inpatient rehab facilities. And so we have many, many, many more relationships with those facilities as well. Um, those are facilities we don't get into and, and drive, um, you know, ever frankly want to get into. We want to, the goal is to try to keep people, uh, you know, as minimal, as long length of stay in those facilities as possible. Um, and so we, we meet with those facilities, our care management team and our care management leadership, uh, our pop health leadership meets with those and, and we rate them and say, why are your lengths of stay X and why are the outcomes or what are the infection rates? And so, um, so that the, they are very, the 80% of healthcare spend is in the last 10% of your life. And, um, and, and again, we have great facilities in this country and, and, and frankly, this market, Northern Ohio is, is a, a great market for healthcare in general. Um, but at the same time, we need to keep people accountable that to, to make sure that they're providing the best care for our patients when our patients do, you know, present themselves at those facilities. Final question on the business side, as far as vision uh, with Gnomes Healthcare, what, talk me about the future. What are you, what are you thinking down the road? You, you obviously feel good. Your growth has been mm-hmm. phenomenal. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how you can, mm-hmm. how you can continue with the pace of growth mm-hmm. you have, but my goodness, why not? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are unique. We, um, in that we're physician owned and led and there's, it's just impossible to do healthcare on your, on a private practice anymore. It's very, very difficult. I applaud everyone out there that's doing it, but but to be plugged in where healthcare is going and to be plugged into these acronyms, you really have to have infrastructure. And so we we spent the last few years really scaling up our infrastructure that we we were able to um, bring on providers very quickly and, and merge them into our practice very easily. Um, and so we we've got a very scalable formula uh, to support them from behind the scenes. Um, we've added a few. Uh, key physician leaders recently um, that not only understand the business side, but also could help them merge into the clinical workflows um, that's required into the, a lot of these programs we participate in. So so we actually do see um, a, sig- a significant need for us in, in the market and to be a, a platform for independent practices, uh, a private practice setting, which again, we feel is the, the future of physician-patient relationship, as many layers eliminated from that relationship as possible. So we do actually see we've tripled in size in the last 30 months or so. We, we From our current model and current size, we, we expect to double or triple in the next two to three years. Final question. Um, has the, the merger acquisition side of hospitals slowed a bit? I know that as we speak, there's from Detroit some interest in hospitals here in Northeast Ohio. It seemed like we went through a period where rural hospitals had a real hard time holding on, and so mm-hmm. people were grabbing. Has that calmed down a bit, or is it always – you think people are always looking for opportunity? Yeah. Very, um, so I'm a history buff, and, and I want to understand why healthcare is what's get, brought us to this point. And, and so there is – every study you'll see out there, rural community hospitals are – one in five, they're, they're estimating, will be shutting down and closing. And, and we see that. We have four – you know, community hospitals in our core market, and one that was just recently acquired in the last few years mm-hmm. by a larger system. And and the fact is that they're they're general hospitals in a, a rural market, and it's the, the the history of healthcare is is literally right now there's four and a half beds per thousand, and that the, the healthcare market was built for that four and a half beds per thousand residents, four and a half beds per thousand patients. Um, currently, they're running hospitals are running under two two the need for two beds per thousand patients. And so there's a huge amount of overcapacity, huge amount of too many beds. And so for that reason, you're going to see more a huge migration in its technology for many reasons, and rightfully so. It costs, it's much more cost prohibitive to do care on a hospital campus. And so- They're sending so you home. They're sending you home yes, class. Yes. You can get out of here. Yes. Go home. And because they're being penalized. It's a very, again, why we think we're a platform, even the hospitals or the insurance companies to the patients, of course, and the doctors is- 
is it's it's really a perfect storm where they can they cannot continue to bring on more beds. That's not the goal. The goal is to keep people out of the beds, to keep people out of the ED. For for the last 50, 60 years, the the goal was to build more beds for to build you know infrastructure in the health system. Now we're at a point where technology is past that, and the goal is to keep people out of the beds. And so that's that's where we're position ourselves. That if you again, we're very blessed to have so many great systems and and great healthcare in this market. However, the goal is to to minimize that. And so so why rural hospitals are you're seeing them and community hospitals starting to shrink and some shut down, which are very unfortunate for the employers in the community. Um, the uh, the the problem is this is just the fact that this is where healthcare is going. And so is what you're seeing is, is groups like us that work with those community hospitals and realign and say, you can't be a general hospital anymore, but you're very good at orthopedics or you're very good at OBGYN. And, and so that's what you're starting to see even the big systems do is not gobble up the, the community hospitals anymore, but realign services and become centers of excellence. And we just want to provide the services for those those facilities. Fascinating. A CEO you should know, uh, Joshua Frederick, um, CPA, inactive, I might add, but he is very active as a CEO of Elms Healthcare, the Northern Ohio Medical Specialist. Joshua, thanks for your time. Continued success to me. All right. Thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.